Welcome to the Star Wars Collector Podcast, episode number 47. I am your host, Brian, and with me as always is my co-host, Carl. Hey, Carl. Hey, Brian. And we got special guest, Dwayne Steele, with us. Back again. Say, don't, don't forget about me. I'm still yeah, here. Yeah, Dwayne's here again. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me again, guys. Yep. Uh, since Carl didn't go to Celebration, you know, it would have been kind of a one-sided conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but I came up with a good idea for I could be included with the um, yes, yes, <laughs> with <you> did. conversation. <laughs> and I did watch some of the streaming stuff, <clears throat> which was, was really interesting and fun, I thought. But it's better when you're there. No, cheaper. No, you don't get to, <laughs> yeah, you don't cheaper get to see to it in person, it's better to watch the streaming. If you don't get yeah. to see it at all while you're there. True. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that was what's that been two weeks ago now since we got mm-hmm. back. We got back on a Tuesday, and uh, it was five days this year. Uh, first time it's gone that long. I, I think I don't know about you, uh, Brian, but do you think that the extra day helped? I think it did because there was no panels that day, the first day. So you got to do everything on the show floor. You got to go to the special, you know, rooms, you know, like the droids room and stuff like that and look all around and you didn't have to worry about missing any panels or anything like that. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, of course, some of us had had a little bit of an advantage. We uh, were able to borrow uh, exhibitor badges and, and actually get a sneak peek of the floor. Uh, before the convention even opened, we weren't allowed to buy anything, but uh, we at least knew the lay of the land going in. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I would say probably this time the show floor, of course I've skipped a couple of celebrations, but the show floor was definitely the biggest, but yet surprisingly missing some of the major players in the uh, Star Wars merchan- merchandising uh, family. See, I felt like uh, it was smaller just because... This one, their exhibit hall, right in the middle of it, there's a huge area where they have that concession area that's upstairs, mm-hmm. and that all that stall that you know, because it was a huge part up there. I mean, and it was in the middle of the whole exhibit floor. Plus, they had the big stage there, which I think was bigger than the la- way bigger than the, la- the last time that they had one down there in Orlando, and plus. You know, the Celebration store itself was not in the exhibit hall this time. It was across the hallway. Right. So, like, you know, unlike last time, we had that. And, you know, I think there was there was missing a bunch of the stuff that they used to have on display. I think there used to be more stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I can see that. Uh, but, of course, I, I noticed that they had space that they weren't even using. I mean, they had, you know, corners of the, of the hall that were just uh, curtained off that they never even had to use. So they could have definitely held a whole lot more uh, vendors and or merchandisers or activity areas. Um, well, I feel one like thing the- that, that I think they moved it downstairs actually was where they usually have like the uh, the Jedi uh, versus Sith or, or the, the lightsaber battling. Uh, that no, used it was to there. Be in the main, in, it used to be in the main exhibitor hall, though, where they had the stage and they would get up. It was in there. I, I didn't see it. Was it over, I over this, behind our collector's area. I, I thought that was where they had the uh, the little land speeder racing area. Oh, no, the, it was beside it. It was stuff uh, and everything. It was down okay. further. Well, they usually make a whole lot more noise than they did this year. 
Oh, it was pretty case. noisy the, the <laughs> couple times I was in there they were doing it. Okay. But the they the the diorama area was much smaller this time. It was like half the size that it was well, last of course, time. They were using little tiny plastic army men mm-hmm. uh, diorama pieces instead of, you know, three and three quarter inch figures this time, so uh, it was still plus, impressive, but yeah, they definitely went in a different direction this time with the diorama. Plus, the no. Lego area was different. They didn't have as many of the actual built things like uh, you know the full size C three PO or R two D two and all that. They used to have a bunch of those, and they, this time they just had the one that was up against the wall at Luke. Right. Well, and if you count the minifig. Uh, stormtrooper helmet display that what set the world record for the most mm-hmm. most minifigs uh, displayed or it collected together at one time or something like that. Yeah. Well, anyway. So, what did you think, Carl? Yeah. <laughs> we kind of got off. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, let's. Way, uh, way yeah, you're going to answer all my questions. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Let's not answer all these questions before he asks them. Yeah, um, so, Dwayne, what did you get when you were there? What did I get? <laughs> well, uh, I wasn't chasing a whole lot. Uh, you know, uh, anybody that knows me knows that I'm a three and three quarter inch scale collector. So the, the exclusives this year were six inch uh, figures. So those didn't interest me at all. I'm not a Lego collector, so the Lego exclusives didn't interest me. Um, I'm the furthest thing in the world from a Pop Funko, uh, Funko Pop collector. So again, not interested. Um, so uh, the things that I chased while I was there. Um, were mostly autographs. I have uh, a small but uh, growing uh, autograph collection. I think uh, each celebration I've been to, uh, the last three or or maybe four now, uh, I've managed to get a handful of of autographs. Uh, This year was no exception. Uh, Of course, my autograph collection is kind of a a dual, dual collection because I only get action figures autographed. And only if they are an action figure that has been released on a vintage card back. Uh, so, this year, the big uh, addition to my collection, and the most costly one to date, was Hayden Christensen. I uh, got him to autograph one of the vintage collection uh, Darth Vader slash Anakin Skywalker uh, action figures from the vintage collection. Uh, also, from the same movie, uh, and someone who rarely appears, uh, was able to uh, to add Ahmed Best uh, to my autograph collection. So, two two major episode one uh, Ahmed characters. Best did uh, Jar Jar Binks, for those uh, that don't sorry. know. Ahmed Best, Jar Jar Binks, I'm sorry. He actually was episode one, and I'm getting ahead of myself because uh, <coughs> Hayden actually played Anakin starting in episode two. Uh, but prequel actors... Uh, who uh, played major roles in, in the prequel trilogy. Uh, the newest actor, one of the newest actors, I'm trying to find my list here, and I'm kind of missing my list. Um, from uh, the movie Solo, uh, this young lady played um, the uh, what everybody thought was going to be a major villain in the movie, uh, Emphis Nest, and everybody also thought it was going to be a male, uh, a, a guy, a person, a man, turned out to be a young woman and her name was Ellen Erin Kellyman and she was just the nicest person to meet and talk to for a few minutes and uh, uh, got her to sign the uh, the Emphis Nest figure that only came out just within the last six months or so uh, after the solo movie was released uh, added another to my vintage collection my, my original trilogy vintage uh, actors <laughs> I guess those actors are vintage now aren't they um, Anthony Forrest, uh, uh, 
played a uh, two characters in in the uh, first Star Wars movie, uh, Episode Four. Uh, he actually played a character named Fixer, and his part on screen for that character ended up on the cutting room floor, but it has since been uh, released, uh, so people could see that. And then he also. Well, I guess while he was there working, uh, they put him in a stormtrooper costume and had him do some uh, uh, scenes, uh, uh, mo- most specifically the one as they enter Moss Eisley on the uh, uh, land speeder. Uh, he plays the uh, stormtrooper uh, commander uh, with the orange shoulder pauldron that uh, starts questioning Luke and, and Ben, uh, you know, are these your droids? And, and of course, Ben uh, uses his mind powers because he's got a weak mind obviously and says these aren't the droids you're looking for and we can we can move on so that was anthony forrest uh again a very nice guy very humble uh, and then i added uh some voice actors this year uh i haven't real really... quick before you move on do you know how he started getting uh in the i guess uh celebration stuff like how he started getting into no, being I there I heard a I heard him on a on a podcast and he said that he was in Los Angeles and he saw hey look there's a a convention coming I think it was a uh, uh, celebration four and he was like how come I've not heard of this and I don't know how many like weeks it was before it but he was like call him and see you know see how I can be a part of this and so he they did you know his agent or whoever did it and they was like you know okay well they had to vet him you know they had to actually call lucasfilm call george lucas himself you know and find out you know was this guy really in there and he said if it wasn't for gary kurtz taking pictures videos and everything behind the scenes they would have never known it was him so that that's how he got in there interesting because maybe at that time the uh deleted scenes hadn't been made available uh, or, or even if they had been, maybe nobody knew the name of the actor that that had played that part. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's interesting that he uh, kind of uh, made himself known to the uh, celebration promoters, and and they uh, ended up adding him, which I'm glad they did because he's just you know yet another. You know, they've had through the years they've had people who played you know the aliens and the cantina aliens, and they've had the puppeteers and and everything so why not the guy that played you know one of the more prominent stormtroopers in the in the in the original movie so yeah uh of course we all know uh uh clone wars is coming back uh there was a lot of excitement for that and uh some of the uh the voice actors that have portrayed uh, the main characters in that series were at this celebration of course, they're going back to work, or probably have already been back to work. But it was able to uh, to get a, uh, a Clone Wars uh, Obi Wan Kenobi action figure uh, from the Vintage Collection, uh, autographed by James Arnold Taylor. He's the one who does Obi Wan's voice in that series, uh, and then uh, also uh, the voice of Anakin Skywalker himself, Matt Lanter, uh, was there and was able to get again. They 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 released a Clone Wars Anakin. Uh, figure in the vintage collection series so i got that autographed by him and uh his uh padawan <coughs> learner who i guess in the new series may even be a full-blown jedi by this point uh asaka tano played voice acted played by ashley Eckstein. i don't think she's uh, going to be because in rebels she's no longer a jedi okay 
I guess we'll have to wait and see. But she's definitely matured and and, and is a is no longer just a young girl because uh, this uh, I think it's continuing on. Uh, there's been some time that has has uh, passed since the the last uh, episodes that we saw compared to this new version of it or new continuation. And uh, so three voice actors from that series. And the final one is uh, uh, he's a he's a person who's been involved with Star Wars for quite a while now. He was the original um, likeness model for Vader's apprentice uh, or the Star Killer character in the um, Star Wars video game, um, which was um, the name of the video game is escaping me. Um, what was that Star Wars? Um, Galaxies. <laughs> no. uh, anyways, the, it's one of the first first-person video games where you could choose to, to be this character and, and played it, you know, in a first-person action uh, role. And he was supposedly Vader's secret apprentice who was a force, force wielder. Um, and uh, so the, the likeness through that entire video game is actually Sam Witwer. And then more recently, of course, he, uh, about halfway through the series, came on as the voice of Darth Maul in both the Clone Wars and continued uh, on uh, as the voice actor in uh, the Rebels series. And then most, most recently, he reprised the voice role and in the uh, Solo movie uh, made an appearance as Darth Maul. Uh, the Force Unleashed. The that Are you, yeah, that was the, the video game, The Force Unleashed. You're right. Okay. So... Autographs, yeah, uh, very very cool. Meeting all those people, getting getting their autograph. Uh, Tops uh, Authentics was the official autograph company this year. Uh, I don't know when they took over for official picks, whether it was this one or, or the, the last, last one. one. But no, Orlando wasn't, wasn't real impressed with their process. Uh, they we used to be able to get a picture of the person, you know, with the autographed item or signing the uh, the item, but they they don't allow that anymore. Uh, their solution to that is just to put a holographic sticker on the item and say, oh, well, it's certified by us that it's authentic. <clears throat> so I didn't know that going in. Uh, I've always taken pictures, uh, you know, to have a personal memory and recollection of that person signing that item. Uh, what else did I get? Uh, one of the things that I made a point of searching out was some artwork by... Um, uh, comic book artist John Tyler Christopher. Uh, he has made a name for himself in the Star Wars uh, uh, galaxy, I guess you could say, by doing very, very, very cool comic book covers for the Star Wars comic book series uh, that look exactly like a carded action figure. Uh, he has one come out probably every couple of months uh, since they started releasing the the comics again a couple of years ago three or four years ago now and uh, he also had a uh, a deal with a uh, one of the mega comic dealerships comic stores called wonder world where he did some exclusive covers for them uh, that looked like uh, three packs uh, that you the mailer three packs you used to order from the catalogs and they didn't come on card backs or anything they were just figures in a baggie and a little white plastic tray in a white box um, so he did, he's actually done seven of those covers for Wonder World Comics, and that's the only place you can get them. Uh, and I'd always seen them online, but I never pulled the trigger and ordered them while, while I was there. 
uh, he was actually appearing at their booth uh, and signing those comics if if you uh, purchased them there or if you already owned them uh, was signing for free so I went ahead and bought all seven of them and uh, got him to autograph those and those are now part of my collection uh, I picked up a book while I was there that I had already ordered uh, the publishers uh, finally had it you know had 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 it printed and uh, that was the first place it was available it's called Engineering an Empire. Uh, it's the creators of Kenner Star Wars toys. Um, these three friends have uh, compiled a book where they have basically it's the most extensive research uh, and uh, pictures and uh, interviews and everything I've ever seen on the actual people who were working at Kenner at the time, uh, 75, 76, 77, and beyond, who were responsible for the uh, vintage Kenner Star Wars uh, toys, uh, and, it, and it's a really cool book. I've just been able to skim through it a couple of times, uh, but it was well worth the, the money, and I look forward to really sitting down and, and reading it eventually. But those guys, all three were there, and uh, seemed like really cool guys, and uh, went ahead and let me get pick up my book uh, while I was there. I uh, got a couple of Celebration exclusives. Uh, the Celebration store, they had a little mini uh, lunchbox. Uh, I wouldn't call it a mini lunchbox. It's more like a smaller <laughs> lunchbox than what you uh, remember from when you were a kid. Uh, but it's not, it, in my mind, a mini lunchbox is like the ones that Hallmark had for Christmas tree ornaments. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's a Star Wars Celebration Chicago uh, logo on it, and it features uh, animation art from the uh, Star Wars Holiday Special, which is the first officially licensed item that we've seen in years, if ever, with that uh, particular artwork uh, on it. Uh, so I picked up one of those. Is that you tapping on yours? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up two of them actually, and Brian bought one off of me. Uh, so I just—it's not something I collected. I just thought, well, that's that's a novel little thing that you know, and I can store stuff in it, so it serves a dual purpose. Uh, also, because I'm a member and supporter of the Rancho Obi Wan, um, uh, they had some member exclusive patches available for this year's celebration, and I picked those up. I had pre-ordered them and picked them up while I was there, and also got to visit the booth or the mini museum, whatever you want to call it. It was a really cool exhibit. Uh, one of them is just a, and they do this for every celebration, just a, a commemorative patch with, with Rancho Obi-Wan and Celebration Chicago on it. The other one was a 20th anniversary for Episode One, Phantom Menace uh, patch uh, that also commemorates you know, Rancho Obi-Wan celebrating that 20th anniversary. So pick those up. They were kind of exclusives to the to the convention, but they also are available on their website if you're a member uh, that you can order them and have them shipped to you. Uh, picked up not a complete set, but I was I was lucky enough to get seven of the Star Tots this year uh, from the different collectors panels that I attended. Plus, was able to get a couple of extras uh, at the end of the show by going going back through line a couple of times. Uh, so, kind of, you know, that's a neat little thing. Uh, if you don't know what a StarTot is, Brian, I'm sure you can share more with us because you are the StarTot king as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. <laughs> You've managed to figure out how to get complete sets the last two or three times now. 
Um, without having to go to all the panels either. Right, without having to go to all the panels. Well, it helps when you have a a, a good wife and a kid. Right, yeah, (laughs) I guess that helps. The last thing I picked up was I filled one hole, major hole, in my actual action figure collection while I was there. I searched the sales floor and found a good condition uh, at a reasonable price, um, Bastilla Sean uh, action figure. Uh, who is a extended universe uh, Jedi Knight? Uh, she was released on the vintage card back uh, before they discontinued it, and I believe she was one of the last wave or next to the last wave, and it was almost impossible to find them. No, actually, she wasn't. No, she was several waves before the end. Was she? Oh yeah. Yeah, she was one Why per was case. She so hard to find? Yeah, she was one, one per case. case. And One that was at the end of a year or something, yeah. and okay. that's why because him or so you know, her and Ponda Baba were in the same yeah. case. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. So they just moved on with with the next release of wave of figures. And, yeah. You know, what somehow, even though they claimed that though we released the same amount of you know figures, waves and everything of all the time, that one seems to still be really scarce. A lot of these vintage collection figures are coming and turning out to be really scarce. Yeah, I, I think you might have uh, there been... are more of them in people's collections, or whether it's just that they didn't release that many after a while. I think you probably should have waited because I think they're going to re-release it. Why would I want to re-release though? Well, it'll be the I same card number. It'll be the same card number and everything the same. I mean, what? Well, I mean, I did buy it in the black series mm-hmm. packaging. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, they're, they're going to re-release it. I think on the vintage card. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, like Boba Fett's coming later this year, so. Yep. Same number and everything. And the okay. Morian Guard, to too. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to start looking at the numbers, and if it's under 120-something, just don't buy it? Well, maybe. Uh, maybe. I, I mean, won't I, remember whether I, know I have it or not. It depends on how good of a deal it is, because you never know. They might not release it again. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to tell. Yeah, you never know. All right, is that it? Okay, that's it. Long. I'm sorry it took so long. But, yeah. Well, that's, that's all the time we got for today, folks. <laughs> <laughs> See you all next month. <laughs> uh, Carl, you go ahead. Your your list is short. Yeah, I don't got much, but I've been watching the Walmart out in the county for I don't know how long, for weeks and weeks and weeks, and they finally reduced the vintage collection TIE Fighter down to $40. And I just kept watching it and watching it and watching it. I didn't go today, and so one of my customers shows up, and he's like, oh, I just came from Walmart, and I got the vintage collection TIE Fighter, the last three they had, for $19 each. I'm like, oh. But since I gave him good deals over the years, he sold me one for $19. So that's how I ended up with that today, which I was pretty thrilled. I mean, it was probably – it was worth 40 It never should have been 80 but I was thrilled to get one for $19. And also my, my cases, or at least half my order, my cases of the vintage new, – the newest wave came in with Yak Face – um, Leia, Skiff Guard, Clitu, and stuff like that. So I obviously pulled a few of those for me. I got those in. And and while Star Wars Celebration was going on, um, the Lego Darth Vader bus went up on Target.com. So I went back and forth forever, and it sold out once. And then when it came back in stock, I went ahead and bought one. I just couldn't resist. I thought it looked kind of cool. So, but that's, I'm that's still long. disappointed that it wasn't celebration only. Yeah, and it looks—it's got the exact same writing on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised too about that, but that's just 
toy companies for you. They just stick it to people a lot with stuff like that. When you do an exclusive, I sometimes I think it should remain an exclusive, but that doesn't happen. Because I've already I've read actually today. You not to go off subject real quick, but did, did you all see that the um, San Diego Comic Con um, Retro Vader <laughs> with the multicolor is also going to be at Target.com? No. After, the, after San Diego Comic Con, yes. Yes, it's going to be on Target. So the comic San Diego one will all have to keep our eyes open after San Diego Comic Con at Target.com for it. Hmm. Yeah, just to, to, to chime in real quick, uh, talking about those celebration. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Did we lose Dwayne? I think we just lost Dwayne. <laughs> Oops. Uh, let's see. He's, yep, he's gone out of the conversation. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I just happened. looked. I don't know either. I just looked at the thing. I think he's offline. Technical difficulties. Did you pause us? Nope. Oh, so we're still live, folks. We're still live. <laughs> ah, he'll why be he, back. Why he looks for Dwayne. Um, yeah, he'll come back. Just go ahead and do your list while we're waiting yeah. for him to come back, I guess. Okay, so I got a vintage collection TIE Fighter also. I got it yesterday at uh, Walmart in Barbersville for $19. Yay, $19. <laughs> I got a couple of them, so you know, Bo won't listen to this podcast anyway, so... <laughs> I got one for for him for some point in the future, you know, birthday, Christmas or something. And uh, I got uh, Star Wars Destiny Convergence, which is the newest uh, series. Are you back, Dwayne? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. And uh, also got uh, X-Wing Miniatures Wave 3, which has has Republic and Separatists in it, along with some other... That's two new uh, factions there that's in the game, and then some more ships for other factions. Uh, also got uh, Moloch's uh, Speeder, the Lego version. Got that for, I think, 19 bucks. also. Uh, got the Lego First Order Specialist Battle Pack. I think it was like 7 bucks. I got it while we were in Chicago, actually. Nice. And then also at uh, Celebration, got the exclusive 6-inch Darth Maul and Obi-Wan Kenobi. That, so you uh, changed Hasbro. your mind? You, you changed your mind after you got there. When I last talked to you, you didn't think you was going to get them. <laughs> oh no, no, I, I never said I wasn't going to. I oh, said really? I wasn't going to get. Uh, I wasn't going to get the version that comes out in the store. Oh, I, I, maybe I misunderstood then because I was thinking you said I have already <coughs> got the figures, so I probably wouldn't or something. No, 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 no. I said I, I would just get those. I wouldn't get the okay. actual. Okay, sorry about that then, Dwayne. Am I back in or not? Yeah, you're there. Yeah, okay. welcome back. <laughs> I never left. I heard everything you guys said. I don't know what was going on. You must have huh. hit your mute button or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I did, but I thought I unmuted. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Also, yeah. I got uh, the Celebration exclusive Hallmark C-3PO and R2-D2. Did you get that one? for? I thought Dwayne got that one for you, Carl. Um, I haven't heard from anybody. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. No. <clears throat> I think he was going to or something. I was I supposed to? I thought you were going to. It. I thought you were going to. No. no. I don't know. <laughs> Um, of course, I got all the Star Tots, all 20 of them. Uh, I won't go through them right now. <laughs> and then, uh, save that for another one. Yeah, another I'll save podcast. it for another podcast. Um, yeah, also we'll do got, oddball collections or something. Well, we could do, you know, like exclusives from panels of Star you know, Star Wars Celebrations or something. Yeah. <laughs> all kinds of those. Um, I got some mini rigs. Um, I don't know if I mentioned that on the last podcast or not. I can't remember. I don't remember you mentioning them. Uh, yeah, I got some new, some of the mini rigs. The I can't remember the names of them, but it was the ones I didn't have. I got three or four new ones. Uh, like the mini uh, skiff, I think one of them. I got that one, which is hard to find. 
Let's see. I got uh, the Lego Mini A-Wing Pilot. They were giving those out at the Lego panel when we went to that. That's at, awesome. Uh, yeah, in the collector's panels. They gave out yeah. uh, little mini figures, and I got that. And Bo got, like, a R-3PO... Uh, uh, one of the astromech droids and an A-wing pilot. Were they were they bagged up or yeah. just loose? Little? No, they were bagged up, still in the original bags. That's awesome. Uh, also got the. I think it was. I can't remember for sure because I can't find it. I know it's here somewhere. I think it was Wolhuff Yularen, a mini for him because it's. Uh-huh. Uh, I think he's in the white coat and stuff. I think it, I think that's the one I got. Um, also at the Star Wars collectors panel for collecting books of collecting <laughs> collecting collectors books yeah that's it collecting collectors books they were given away uh yeah they were given away bookmarkers when we came in and mine had a number on it well it ends up you had a number on it you got to win one of their books that they had up on the uh thing there and the one that they gave me was uh, gus and duncan's guide to collectibles or whatever their price guide that they got but i already had it so i was like anybody anybody want this i'll trade them because it's a big book and uh, so, yeah, they traded me, and I ended up getting the official price guide to Star Trek and Star Wars collect- collectibles, <laughs> which is, like, one of the first ones they ever come out with. Well, that's had cool. a, it was a price guide. And then, of course, I got the Star Wars Celebration exclusive Insider magazine covers with Ray and Kylo. And uh, when you put them together, it has Luke's face in the middle. Um, also, I ended up getting Tomart's price guide to Worldwide Star Wars Collectibles 2nd Edition hardcover, which the hardcover has prototypes in it. And I never got that one. I just had the, the softcover version from years ago. Also picked up Gus and Duncan's Guide to Star Wars Prototypes. That one's pretty good. I haven't gone through all of it yet, but uh, there's a lot of stuff in there. And, of course, I got lots of patches and pins. Ended up getting the uh, Ohio Star Wars Collectors Club uh, laser rifle patch, which is like 22 patches, I think, or 23, something like that. And uh, also got the that Lego Star Darth Vader bust. And then a Celebration Store exclusive, you know, the mini lunchbox. I also got the Lego uh, Rebel Blockade Runner, but I ended up selling it because I was like, do I really want to keep this? And it had been <laughs> signed by the uh, designers, so I ended up making, you know, pretty good money off of it because it was well, signed by those. Scalper, scalper. <laughs> hey, well, it wasn't released yet. For, and it was <laughs> paying for your trip, too, a little yeah, bit, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and well, I'm going to get dropped again, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to drop you on purpose this time. <laughs> Yeah, I don't blame you. Hey, I've I, always said if I ever went to San Diego Comic Con, I would just buy a bunch of exclusives I didn't want just to resell to pay for the yeah. trip. <laughs> hey, I got the Funko Pops, and I wish I'd have kept them because they're selling for way more than I ended up selling them for. Because I bought them, and five minutes later, I had them sold. Yeah, I, that's not surprising. I, the, the the crazy um, how crazy Funko Pops are blows my mind. Oh, the, co- the collectors well, are gonna, crazy. One thing I was going to add... Uh, Sorry to, to jump in again on the, on that subject uh, before I dropped out the first, last time uh, was those uh, the Chewbacca Funko Pops that were uh, gold solid mm-hmm. gold uh, painted were at Fye uh, a few days after we got back already. Well, yeah, all of them had a gold version exclusive to another store. Okay, um, but these were blue chromed. And they okay. were only available at Star Wars Celebration. Yeah. But I wished I'd have kept them and sold them on eBay because I'd have made triple my money. <laughs> <laughs> Live and learn for next time. <laughs> I still made 90 bucks on, on the Funkos. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I could have made a whole lot more. I didn't know they were going for that much. Yeah. 
These Funko people are crazy. I, I, I sold a Pennywise on eBay one time for $200, so that showed me how crazy they are. Yeah, the pin collectors are just as crazy because they were lined up waiting for people to get out of that Funko booth because that's the only place you could get the Ahsoka Tano pin. Yeah. And they were like, how much you want for that pin? <laughs> and I wasn't, I don't collect them, so I ended up selling it too. Yeah. And that's it. That's all I got. That was enough. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny about celebrations is it, it really opens your eyes to no matter how obsessive or crazy you think you might be, the lengths that you'll go to, there's always somebody that's worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody that's willing to go even farther than you will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we have a have some meeting news. We got uh, our local meeting here is on May the 11th. Uh, unfortunately, I won't be there. Uh oh. Already got an X wing tournament or going to a yeah. Reds actually, game I do have an X wing tournament, and then <laughs> the next weekend I'm going to the Reds game. <laughs> oh, okay. They're giving out the Ernie Lombardi bobblehead that day. Uh. Then we got Tricon. Is it on June the eighth? June the eighth. Okay. Uh, we, Carl and I, and uh, who else was with us last year? Carl, David Rudenstein. We, we just met there. We didn't really go together. I don't think. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, well, Brian yeah, I mean, was it's last year too. Again. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's yeah. true. We rode yeah, with you, me and Stephanie okay. and Bo. <laughs> okay, I knew somebody. I thought somebody yeah. went with me. We had me. David talked about it a little bit, and we've said the last two has been so weak for toys. We may not go back this year. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I'm going back. <laughs> but it's happening for those who are local and listening to the podcast. You've got some, yeah. you know, by the time you hear this, it'll still be in the future. Uh, it's a, uh, a convention, uh, tri-state. You know, they're taking the, out of the, you know, the, the Kentucky, Ohio, West Virginia. They're, they have it in, in uh, Huntington at the uh, Big Sandy superstore arena uh you ever thought about one, having a booth there uh, i tried to get one the first year or so that they had it and uh they didn't they wouldn't let me have a booth they let us put they did let me put flyers out uh, on their table you know those conventions always have you know a table where they you know advertise other people's conventions and freebies and everything so we did we did have a presence at one of the very first ones but they would never, you know, because I was like, well, I don't want to have to pay for it because we don't, number one, don't have a big operating budget as the as a, the Star Wars Collectors Club. But number two, we're not selling anything. So, therefore, but, uh, yeah, that was a no-go. All right, and then we got the, the Kentucky Star Wars Collectors Club's auction in uh, Louisville slash, well, it's really Shepherdsville, Kentucky, on June the 15th at i don't remember the name of it but if you're on our facebook page it's on there right yeah that was just announced this week uh, they finally nailed down the date and uh this of course is our annual fundraiser uh auction that's where we raise the majority of our operating funds for the club um so that we can do stuff like have a booth at uh at the uh, celebrations or even at Lexington Comic Con or Derby City Con or, or other, uh, you know, uh, events like that, plus also provide, uh, you know, some cool swag for our members on occasion and, uh, of course, maintain our website and our Facebook and all of that. So if you've ever been to one, you know it's uh, wild and woolly, uh, just all kinds of stuff out of people's closets that they no longer want. They, they bring it in and donate it. Members do. And uh, we sell it all off. We either bundle it together or buy itself, 
and all the auctions start at one dollar. <laughs> so you get a lot of stuff for a, lo- a little bit of money. And you get a monkey face Leia, and you get a monkey face Leia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but oh, it's a lot of fun. And uh, if anybody, again, that's local to the Ashland area is listening, and and uh, maybe doesn't want to drive down all the way to Louisville, uh, just get in touch with us. Uh, and uh, we'll be sure to make room for you in one of our caravans. So, um, Lunchbox actually sent me a text about it the other day and said that we all should show up a little bit early because the toy mall is right down the road from it, he said. Cool. Oh, yeah? Yep, that's what he said. The, the toy mall? <laughs> that's what his exact text said. I just looked at it again. He said, uh-huh. you all need to make sure you get there a little early. The toy mall is right down the street. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if I can make it or not, because Stephanie has to work that day. So I'd have to bring Bo with me. Yeah. Well, he would want to bid on stuff. That's fine. Yeah, exactly why. I don't Because want... <laughs> he'd want to bid on everything. I want that. I want I that. I want to, that. Yeah, I used to have to take Wesley to those things, and he would come back with stuff that I would get in so much trouble for from Carmetta. <laughs> why did you let him buy that? Yeah, it I remember only you... a dollar. I remember you telling me a couple stories that Donna kept blaming you, saying, why did you let him do that? <laughs> Oh, so it's a lot of fun, and it's for a good cause. Um, so if if you're even if you're not local, but if you listen and you're in the Louisville area, be sure to, to look us up and come out and join us that day. Uh, I, I did notice again, and this is just because I know there's different fandoms that you know members of the fandom universe that, that listen to this podcast. Uh, that also is the exact same day as the uh, annual Jedi Con, which is held in northeastern west virginia organized by some fans up in that neck of the woods um so if you can't make it to the auction you're looking for something to do on june 15th google uh, jedi con and check them out give them a little plug here and also the auction does not have just star wars stuff oh yeah no they have all kinds of stuff posters you know from all movies that uh, are i guess what recent or close to recent last year or so right yeah um, Marvel, you know, DC, uh, theatrical movie posters are donated. Uh, you know, yeah, definitely some different books and video games, old <clears throat> computer system, old gaming systems. I know I bought like a Nintendo sixty four at the auction uh, several years ago uh, for just pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Uh, I got some King. I got a King, a, a, a vintage King Kong figure once, and some King Kong glasses. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's always a mixture of different stuff. All right. Got a Reynolds autograph last year. It just reminded me, and he passed away since the auction. Hmm. Um, also, uh, Target has moved up their release date for the retro collection figures. It was supposed to be five fifteen, May the fifteenth. Now it's today, May the first. And uh, a lot of people are actually getting that Escape from the Death Star game with the Tarkin figure in it. It's not here though. I've checked the uh, Target here. Yeah, I had a, a customer that was up there yesterday and, and had them check the, the DCPI number, and it wasn't even in the back yet either. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I checked today, and it wasn't in there. Yeah. And then uh, lots of May the 4th you know, promotions. They've got uh, the, uh, what is that? It's a lithograph, isn't it, to the first 50 people from the Phantom Menace? Right at the Disney store. And then their limited edition pin is actually a Boba Fett. 
Is it? But I you, thought yeah. it was something to do with Phantom Menace also. No, it's but got Boba Fett on it. The one I saw. The first, the first 50, if I understand right, you have to buy something. You just can't be the first 50 to drop, drop yes. in the store, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so you go in and you buy the pen, then you get the lithograph. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's at the Disney store. Is, uh, are there mm-hmm. any other promotions that you, you two guys are aware of? I, 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 I haven't heard anything. I couldn't find nothing. <laughs> I mean, it is free comic book day also. Yeah. Right, but uh, there are no Marvel Star Wars comics. There's not a, an actual free Star Wars comic this time around for some odd reason. They haven't They haven't really done I think last year was the first time they'd done one in like three years. And it wasn't very big. It was just a real small one. And I think it had... Yeah. Two different, and it wasn't even totally Star Wars. I don't think. I think one half of it was something, and the other half was Star Wars. Yeah, it's a flip flip book. Yeah, where you flip it over, and it's two different <clears throat> um, stories or whatever. So yeah, but I mean, it's it's just odd that you know they knew this far ahead of time that May the Fourth was going to be a free comic book day, which is always the first Saturday in May, I believe. Mm-hmm. But it also just happened to be May the Fourth again. Yeah, um, I, I might actually of, go up there. Yeah, uh, was kind of. Honestly, uh, we've done May the 4th promotions for Casewalk uh, on when they fell on a Saturday before, and uh, we kind of dropped the ball this year. That would have been a good opportunity for us to, to do something with the library again or, or something, you know, in a different location. But, oh, well, we'll just be participants instead of promoters this year, I guess. But I'm sure there will be some online uh, sales and discounts and, and whatnot going on, so just keep your eyes open if you uh, get a chance to hear this podcast before. Saturday. Well, I know General Giant has a coupon, I think, for like 15% off for the May the 4th promotion. So I do remember right. seeing that now. And I was talking earlier about the Rancho Obi-Wan uh, exclusive patches and, and merchandise available at Celebration. They have <clears throat> leftovers uh, that they're selling on their Rancho Obi-Wan store site. Um, of course, you have to be a member to purchase them, but you save, I think, a t- 10 or 20% if you purchase them before uh, May the 5th, right now, off of the regular price. Okay. So I saw that announced today. All right. And uh, 